it's the world of making starwars.net and rob what, what what show are you on today remote control remote control remote control all right i love the show I hate colin quinn fucking hate yeah, that colin guy. quinn you, 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 it was who, always tough wait it's calling mm-hmm. colin quinn a jerk or something no 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 he's a certainly nice guy just you ever have someone just it's kind of like you know me like when i speak and i talk and people just hate it I hate that's how you. I feel yeah. about Colin Quinn. Yeah, yeah. His yeah, timing is like the show's good. It's got early Adam Sandler. It's got a, it's got like a storyline to the game show, which I appreciate. You know. Yeah. But they made Colin Quinn the sidekick, and his mm-hmm. timing's like he's in another fucking world, man. Like it's just. Mm-hmm. But I like the show. I still like yeah. the show. I, so Wars. A... I'm, I hate most of it, but I like just enough to be you know a fake fan. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, just like that. Much an impossible fake fan you are. Didn't even go opening day, you know. I mean, opening days I today. I went are. a day early. What are you talking about? Yeah, no, no, no. And you I didn't go a day early. For Friday, was... And I bought a ticket for Saturday. I told you three times. You are a you are a little you are a little <laughs> cult member. You know that? I I, I, w- I went to it. I fell I fell asleep in that. I fell asleep in that movie. That was just a normal boring dad movie. Right. Well, I was like, I was to like, be fair, you bought a five dollar the... muffin right outside the movie theater, like. 20 minutes before so you know no not before that was that was down in echo park <laughs> on a date I like when jason busts out the beer and the, the strike news in the same move like <laughs> yeah um dude i i got up today and like you know did all of my like stuff I was like oh i need to go to the grocery store the kids are home because it's summer and i'm like okay we're gonna go to 7-eleven we'll just you know we'll get our our, our rations for the afternoon and uh, i went to, to two 7-elevens and um, somebody at 7-Eleven doesn't know that, like, you need to order stuff after the 4th of July and before the 4th of July. So there was just, like, nothing. I expect, like, the, like, the last hour, like, driving from store to store going, there's nothing. And then I'm like, fine, I'm just going to go to McDonald's. Get my Dr. Pepper on. They're out. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I officially live in a town of idiots who do not know how to run stores. So, yeah, but mm-hmm. back in the day when uh, when I worked at a store... If you forgot to order like the syrup and stuff, like for the sodas, they didn't schedule you. They punished you for that shit, you know. But uh, yeah. I'm not saying I, I like that, but it's like, geez, how, how do how do all of these people fuck up so hard? And uh, so now I'm drinking, you know, a Pacifico at you know one o'clock. It's not too bad, but you know, usually I don't drink beer, so but it's all I got. But it's anyways, all got. Uh, it's all I got. But yeah, yeah but before we get to the Star Wars news, you ever put out a beer news. for Santa on Christmas? Jason, you ever put out a beer for Santa on Christmas, mm-hmm. and then he just drives a sleigh into like the Pope's house this, or something? This year, I'm putting out <laughs> putting out some muffins from Echo Park. Don't don't why are you doing that? <laughs> so Jason's, this right here yeah, is, is uh, it, we've been talking about the uh, strike and stuff, and uh, just be, you know this right here is uh, this is kind of what I expected. I, like I said, they're they're going to they're doing the whole thing where they go easy on the directors to make the writers seem like they're women. And when I say like women, I mean in like the sexist way of oh they just get up and they start bitching. That's bitch, bitch, bitch. But the directors are the grown ups. Like they want to put that kind of attitude out there, and it's part it's part of the game. And uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's all going to just get resolved. Because everyone's going to need to go back to work at some point. So that's what they're trying to like really punish them for this. They're trying to make it where in three years they don't want to strike again. So, but check it out. Hollywood Studios, this is from Deadline. 
Hollywood Studios WGA strike endgame is to let writers go broke before resuming talks in the fall. Exclusive updated with AMPTP statement. Regardless of whether SAG AFTRA goes on strike this week, the studios have no intention of sitting down with the Writers Guild for several more months. I think we're in for a long strike, and they're going to let it bleed out, said one industry veteran intimate with the POV of studio CEOs. With the scribe strike now finishing its 71st day and the Actors Union just 30 hours from a possible labor action of its own, the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers are planning to dig in hard this fall before entertaining the idea of more talks with the WGA. I've learned. Not Hollywood precisely, but late October for sure is the intention, says a top-tier producer closer to the Carol Lombardini-run AMPTP. While some dismiss this as just cynical strike talk, studio and streamer sources around the town confirm the strategy. They also confirm that the plan is to grind down the guild has long been in the works for a labor cycle with all sides agree in a game changer one way or another for Hollywood. I've been agreed. Uh, it's been agreed to for months, even before the WGA went out, one executive said. Nobody wanted a strike, but everybody knew this was a make or break. Receiving positive feedback from all Street since the WGA strike went on, went on strike May 2nd, Warner Brothers Discovery, Apple, Netflix, Amazon, Disney, Paramount, and others have become determined to break the WGA, as one studio exec blatantly put it. To do so, the studio and the AMPTP believe that, the Octo that by October, most writers will be running out of money after five months of the picket lines and no work. The end game is to allow things to drag on until union, union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses, a studio executive told Deadline, acknowledging the cold as ice approach. Several other sources reiterated the statement. One insider called it a cruel but necessary evil. Fuck off. The studio and streamers next think financially draft writers would go to WGA leadership and demand they restart talk before what could be a very cold Christmas. Fuck your Christmas and this year. If you if you give out this Christmas, you're giving out every Christmas and every Hanukkah and every Kwanzaa, whatever it is, for the rest of your life. Don't do it. Uh, in that context, the studios and streamers feel that they would be in a position to dictate most of the terms of any possible deal. The severe method comes out of the guild's successful battle with the agencies in 2021 over dismantling the lucrative practice of packaging. The WJ picked off one agency after another until final holdout WME backed down, a tactic seen as a warning sign by many in the studio as streamers these tweets. Convinced that giving in, as another insider put it, the writers will result in every uh, contract cycle from the WGA, IATSE, and the Teamsters and more ending in a strike. The AMPTP is aiming for the bottom line. Publicly, the AMPTP are refuting the so-called October surprise. PP. These anonymous people are not speaking on behalf of the AMPTP or member companies. PP. We're committed to reaching a deal and getting our industry back to work. A lying ass spokesman for the organization says. So, fucking lying. 
this is this is this is the uh, strategy. This is this is what yeah. all they're all saying it. It's it's not it's not just randomly coming up out of their ass. Still, since the WGA called the first strike in 15 years in early May, there has been no discussion between the AMPTP and the guild despite Peep. <laughs> despite persistent public guild offers to meet. I mean, back in my day, our problem was OPP. Uh, sources close to the AMPTP insist that there's been no direct offer from the WGA leadership to resume talks. Still, as pickets went up and production shut down in the strike's early weeks, studio bosses almost uniformly offered banal praise to the writers, but no public proposals to get them back to work. And now, now remember, everyone, the important thing to remember here is the directors got what they wanted. We think most likely SAG is going to get what it what it wants. All that is really on the table if they concede to what was fair to the directors, to the writers, which only makes sense. It doesn't actually make sense. It's not fair to the writers and it's fair to the directors. That just doesn't make sense. It's like this is a fair way to be paid or it's not. All that's left is that writer's room. That's an. I don't see why that one's hard, which is what I've been saying, right? Does that? Would you think that's fair to say? That's well, what I've been saying. Like the, the small writers yeah. room. There's 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 compromises that need to be made. Like I said, they need to declare: is this a one writer show or is it a writers room? And and if it's over a certain amount of people, it becomes a writers room. When it becomes a writers room, then therefore it's eight writers. Whatever happens to be. Like it's it's there's there's clear methods and policies that you could set. Yeah. So if we it have were me, it'd be two or more. Two or more. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. A trio is not too normal, I would say, in Hollywood. No, no, the it's minute like there's a duo, plural, but, no. The minute yeah. there's a plural, Jason, this is really simple, you know. I mean, if the Lego guys want to get together and write something together, they should be able to do it. Like I, I think, but and I think if the guy who writes, you know, uh, Yellowstone wants to go solo, they should be able to, be able to do it. Yeah, but, yeah, but if but it, but, if but, it, but the thing it, is, is when they use when they use writers as contingent labor, like they're picking them up from Home Depot because they're not citizens, and that they could take advantage of them and then toss them out and overwork them and shit. Like the Home Depot model, that shit's what needs to die. That's where. But this isn't a hard. I don't think this is a hard thing to bargain out. So what? So what this article is saying has been the subtext of the whole the whole situation. They want to choke the writers out. They're hoping to either break them or fucking spank them into submission. Right. That sounds a lot hotter than it is. It's not that the hot. The studio really. ultimately in the in the short term mm-hmm. could care less who's writing what, I believe. I believe they could give a fuck less. They don't care if it's Oh, I've been around AI these people. Dude, I've been around around these people in Hollywood, the people that are executives. They're all trust fund babies. They don't re- they they learn four or five authors or writers and then they go Oh yeah, I know the industry. They don't give a shit about who does what. They don't even know. They have no idea. They're yeah, they're just what, asleep at the wheel collecting the cash. What they don't like is if you want my opinion, dude. Like, since writers get so much credit for the creation of things, and mm-hmm. like that, they they get some form of like bargaining. You know what I mean? They get more clout these days than, than directors. Like, if this were the seventies. Maybe the writers would have been done by now, and the directors would be held up. You see what I mean? I I think that's like, been uh, probably uh, I'm guessing a component of television. Like right. we we tend to undervalue TV directors 
and Correct. and put a lot of emphasis on the writers of and then and then we see those writers quote graduate which i don't agree with that term but graduate to film and then it and then it kind of kind of continues on that that's that's what i think i've seen does that sound like it's probably the, the well i mean the, joby the Harold from uh kenobi to transformers so. to be fair his there name does sound like obi-wan <laughs> <laughs> almost but uh bestman yeah. bestman chimes in and says SAG was due to go on strike today after the extension ended. They're now in, in, in mediation with the studio's overrated deal, so the extension has seemingly been extended. So what they're, what it seems like their method is, give SAG, give the, the DGA what they want, like I said, to make the writers seem like a, like a Karen. That's that seems to be the, the method. I, I honestly think that that's what I'm seeing in this. Um, so anyway, Allen ever do to deserve that trouble, huh? Karen Allen. Well, to be fair, Indiana Jones four. She kind of was the worst thing about it. <laughs> um, in the meantime, as network schedules shift to unscripted shows and streamers buy up foreign content. Come on, man. What about USA? The studios and streamers have been saving money on shuttered productions and cost cutting. Yeah, you're saving money, but you're not making any real money, you fucking idiots. You know, I, I don't have Disney Plus right now, and I'm definitely going to have it a fuck ton less in the next year. Like that's without well, saying, like, Ahsoka. yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have it for what the two months that Ahsoka's on. I'm going to subscribe the day the show comes up, and then I'm gonna and then I'm gonna keep it for the two months, a month and a half or whatever, and then I'm gonna fucking unsus- unsubscribe from it because. I don't need shows about Jeff Goldblum's wacky globe-trotting adventure. I don't need shows they about. Took that off. I know they should have. I, I don't need. I don't need their bullshit. I just want the Star Wars shows. And in fact, if I could just buy the Star Wars shows outright on Vudu or whatever, you know, Amazon, I would just do that instead at this point, because I think their service sucks dick and not good dick, like floppy donkey dick. All right, even in the hundred and sixty. 60,000 members, yeah. It's got ducktail. They're going to take it off, don't worry. Uh, even in the... Oh, no, I'm just kidding, but probably. I stole it already, so just in case. Yeah. <laughs> even in the 160,000 members SAG after AFTRA joins the WGA on the picket lines, the studio hopes to get the actors back to the negotiating table in a few weeks. See, realistically, this is, this is a big problem with American labor in general. They all needed to stand in solidarity. They all needed to meet up and agree what their actual baseline terms were and then leave it and they if they had done that they would have had them by the balls and i i think now i'm understanding why the directors look like a bunch of little bitches when they did what they did why so many people were angry i looked at just at, from a factual level and i'm like well they got what everybody wants so i'm like it's a good thing right but looking at how it's going now i don't know if it was you know yeah i'm not so sure you know my, I mean, we'll, we'll have to see how it shakes out. I don't, I don't know. I don't. I mean, it, this is something where you know it, it could go either way. But when you get down to it, we have uh, until October is what they're saying. So remember, that's when Mandalorian was supposed to so supposed to be filming. You know that 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 ain't that ain't never happening, right? And then and then yeah. now we're moving on well beyond that. Like this is good. This fucks everything up because but it's already written. That's all. That's also assuming that when no, not not even that doesn't even matter. But it, when we go back to when we if we go to October, it doesn't mean that the writers sit down and say yes. 
Because that's the other thing is when you fuck somebody over so hard they have nothing left to lose, when the writers have lost their apartments and they're living together, you know what I mean? Or they're going back home or whatever it happens to be, they now have absolutely no reason to comply. What they need to do if they wanted to successfully do this, is, which is maybe what they are doing, is to take it as close to the line, then meet. But if this is saying, oh, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna break them, then meet. You don't break them, then meet. You take them close to breaking, then meet. And then, like, that's one of the, one of the ways that, that, or, that, you know, cultures enforce civility. And it, you know what I'm saying? Like, if, if you have a mortgage, you're less likely to go out and riot. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But in this sort of I instance. I don't know. Logan Paul, he was, he was at the mall rioting, remember? Oh yeah, that's that's. I mean, because I guess he believes Black Lives Matter. I, I don't know. Uh, Logan Paul beats me, but um, I told you, word of mouth spreads, man. If people tell you it's fun to loot, you'll go do it. Doesn't matter if you're rich or not, right? It's true, but uh, influencers. Yeah, the, the, this this is the the worst case scenario. This is the dumbest thing that they that they could do, in my opinion. It's just cruel to be cruel. And and I honestly I think it goes it goes beyond it goes too far, and I don't know. It just the, the next years point, are going to be Jason, shit. I think I think you know I got tagged like seven hundred fucking times today by Jim Perry over fucking Kenobi's Emmy nominations today, right? Which hey, look if you like the show, congratulations. You know you should be able to root for that. I don't need to be tagged 12 fucking times on it. It'd be like if it got a Razzie and I was tagging you. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I don't know where you're mm-hmm. going with this, but all right. The thing, though, is if you keep, like, setting the bar at good enough and just to appease, like, three people, eventually, man, you end up at a point where people just tune out. You know? Like, and if you get, if, you, if you're like, we don't need these writers, we don't need to put any effort in, we can just fucking get the next get off a fucking bus and burn them into the ground like scorched earth policy like there's going to be a lot of look no offense man i haven't if, if, if i can see any consistency in the fucking marvel movies over the last three years is that they went and got all the rick and morty writers mm-hmm. and then you know what i mean versus actual screen writing people and it's like i don't know if that was a good move you know right for every movie to have a rick and morty guy attached to it right mm-hmm. so like that graduating thing doesn't always work you know and fucking being like we can we can replace talent because there's disposable just like the most disposable people are fucking ceos like to be perfectly honest with you like i I, i've seen very few some do it some hey man lucas lucas had vision at one point you know what i mean like he knew what he was doing like to an extent you know like yeah the the uh horatio alger pulling yourself up from your bootstraps to become a ceo narrative that lightly applies to Luke. And I say lightly because he was already right. pretty well off. Uh, right. Is it the same as, as these other places? Is it the, 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 he's not, he wasn't part of the ruling class, so to speak. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's they've already really dismantled movie stars, right? In a way. Yeah. Like, well, what, not- what is this flickstore.id? I would have an ad blocker and, and uh, something on when I go there, if I were you, because I don't know what it is, but it's apparently where you can say, Fuck your studios and just watch whatever you want. Don't support that, Jason. I do support it. You know, I I I think I think uh, I I I, we don't do the show no more. (laughs) You know, it ain't making money. Um, but it's like when we get down to it, like 
it, it is to sort of to a to a spot where maybe people need maybe fans need to support the writers of the shows that they're on. I don't know if that's what they should do. I don't know if that's the answer, but I am kind of like thinking well, look, that's where we're this not the only to ones go. who have conflicting. Look, let me give yeah. you a real example of our conflicting things to do. Right, I was watching Kevin Smith and Mark Bernard uh, two days ago. They did a new episode of Fat Man on Batman. You know. And like Mark's out there every day, mostly every day picketing, right? Because he's a writer. Okay. Kevin's a writer, but he's also a director. And Kevin's like, well, I'm prepping my $3 million movie. <laughs> you say, you know what but I mean? he's also a bit portly, and it's not really his thing. No, Kevin's in super shape, dude. Yeah. I know. Yeah. You know. But, um, but, uh, what I was trying to say was, is he's like, yeah, you know, if it's under $3 million, you can do this and that. And mm-hmm. it, people were like, I don't know if that's true. Like, it, it, at the end of the day, it's like, Kevin's trying to work and the other guy's trying to like, I don't, I don't know. There isn't even solidarity really amongst those two mm-hmm. and they're not really saying it on air. You know what I mean? Like they're kind of like skirting around it. Well, yeah, that's because everybody's out for themselves as right. opposed to being out for one another. That's, that's just yeah. what it is, what it is. And that that's why we have this, this fucking myth that you're all going to be rich. Every single fucking person I ever talked to thinks they're too going to be rich someday. It's only a matter of time. And none of you are going to be rich. You're all buying into a, a fantasy that allows them to do universal this kind of- basic income would solve some of this problem, at least for the yeah. writers, right? They'd have something, they'd have a baseline, mm-hmm. you know, and that baseline, if it was, you know, a living standard would be like, yeah, I can get by, you know, yeah. what's really going to hurt is the, the billion dollars you're not going to get. I will not, this whole like we can just bleed them out because you know what I would rather pay cops ninety thousand so dollars to attack encampments of people that are homeless. I'd rather do that instead because it just lines with my values, my core values. Rob, Rob, you haven't <laughs> been you haven't you haven't been in California in a, quite a while, and I think you would be shocked about like when you just go to any freeway overpass or underpass or little thing roundabouts and stuff there's like little villages there that wasn't there last time you were here that's like and it's all in southern california it's everywhere it's fucking nuts it's shanty towns man i mean this is yeah i mean if people don't know the story about um uh elliot nash you know the, the 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 untouchable guy right elliot what's his fucking name fucking kevin costner played fucking the oh, okay guy, right yeah 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 that guy they like they were they had to go that, that dude in real life went up against the one of the first known serial killers in america mm-hmm. and they burnt down an entire shanty town you know like to try to get him and that didn't that didn't do shit you know yeah and i just think back to like oh man we're just back to 100 years ago you know what i mean well, we're back to rockefellers and fucking plebes and yeah, you know what I mean only like even just... Marx. I mean, if you read Marx, Marx writes about I think he calls them lumpens, L-U-M-P-E-N. And he's like, You're always gonna have lumpens. I think that's what he called them. And it's just like basically like lazy assholes, you know, you're always gonna have it. And it's like, yeah, 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 of course. And then that, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but it's cheaper to, but, to but, give those people fucking homes and it and let everyone else really yes. prosper. You know what I mean? Than it is to let half the fucking country, if not most of the country, go into fucking abject poverty. So that fucking ten percent can live like fuck. This is not going to work, man. Feudalism's yeah. not the answer. No, Elliot no. Mass, thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, thank I'm you. Not, I see the I see colors, man. When I see words, so I get the fucking 
colors on colors 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 remember that it's an e brown it's a green brown e c e green ends brown i knew i knew it was there thank you jonesy says i'm a bit worried about the strong leading female protagonist in the ahsoka series hollywood mass produces these but they always lose their feminine side and must always appear masculine does not work and i don't know i mean like when i'm looking at the the uh ahsoka series and the the heroes in it jonesy Sabine, I mean, other than she cuts her hair, but I, I mean, that she could shave her head and not look masculine to me. Does that make sense? Like, so on one hand, I think it's important for director. And I was listening to Macquarie and them talk about this for a while, and I've listened mm-hmm. to Cameron, and I listened to female directors. And I think what's really important is that actors are encouraged to work with the director on their characters, you mm-hmm. know, so that the actor's bringing that part to it because no writer can figure every personality down on the page. It's kind of not the point. Yeah. The point is really for the actor to help build that character out, you know, and with with, with the story, but that that those things come across. That that's a director actor relationship, really. My my takeaway from what he's what he's mentioning is what you have is they try to make a character that is so appealing across so many different demographics that it doesn't matter if the person's masculine or feminine yeah it could be a man or a woman cast like ray in the sequel trilogy could have been a man or a woman cast in the part it wouldn't have mattered and then but then what you end up you end up where you have to almost a shoe rope romance and then when you do put it in there it's half-assed it's half-baked and um and some of that's cultural norms because of what, you know, and remember, like, everybody, all cultures have different ideas about what's masculine and what's feminine. You know, it just, it, that's just the way we are. This, these things aren't natural. These are, it's culture. We create it. We, we, we define it and we decide what is uh, masculine and feminine and the, the, these kinds of scenarios. And uh, so they have to make it like where it applies to a lot of different people. But I am, I'm kind of with you in the sense that it, like, uh, that's what I liked about like Mon Mothma. Like Mon Mothma's a woman in this in, in Andor, but she also has to be a mom to a fucking little asshole and a fucking dumbass husband. Like yeah. in that, and I'm sure that the the the, the anti woke feminist people. Jason, that's sort of what Jason. you what you end up with. Yeah. Yeah. You cut out for a second. That's all. Oh, my back. Yeah, you're back. All right. But uh, yeah, and Bespin is a lumpen. I asked one from one lumpen to another. It's nice to meet you. But yeah, so anyways, uh, in that Ahsoka stuff yesterday, we had a little look, bit. Look, I just, hold on. I just wanted to tell my end on that. Mm-hmm. Like, I've just rewatched, you know, my with my wife, like the, you know, like all fucking seven seasons of Buffy. And, uh, you know, I still think that show does it some of the best. You know, in terms of handling those types of things, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, and adjusting those personalities. And so having a varied, you know, I mean, Joss Whedon didn't write all the fucking episodes. Jane Espenson, Espenson and mm-hmm. Dan Greenwald and a bunch of fucking people were on that, you know. So, again, mm-hmm. we we tend to, like, always give the credit to one person, you know. The auteur. The auteur theory. Yeah. yeah, but that's not how that was done. So oh, you know. It's just one man who could change it all one man to save us but yeah that's 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 the myth but yeah 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's and I, I don't, I don't personally don't, don't like that. I'm not a fan of. Oh yeah, n now that you are the every person hero, you have lost your sexuality and you've lost your masculinity or your femininity. Both, I think you should be able to have either. You know what I mean? And still do those, do the, do those, 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 those parts. But Sigourney Weaver and Aliens too, man. Even in Alien I, One, but Two is so I, good. I, I, I remember when, when I was when I was like nine or something. I saw her in, the, in, her, in her underwear, and I was like, "Okay, oh, yeah, I like this." The end of Alien One. I yes. like this a lot. I was like, "This is pretty cool." I don't know what this is, but I like it. I like space. And then now, now I'm like in my forties, and I'm like, I like space. And I'm like, "Nah, I don't like space. I just like Sigourney Weaver in her underwear." All right, Star Wars Ahsoka, name of the mis uh, mysterious Inquisitor revealed. Uh, guys, I think we all know it's Barisophie, and if it doesn't, we're going to strike with the WGA in solidarity, right? Uh, I just said like, it yesterday. Yeah, I, was I, I hear it all the time. I'm, I'm not making fun of the person who said that yesterday, by the way. I hear it all the time. Yeah. I was watching Santa today, and he goes, if they don't get thrown right, oh, Santa's not going to be happy. I'm like, uh -oh. I'm like, man, dude, that's all right. You know. Did you ever hear about when that guy made the killdozer? Killdozer. Yeah, this guy got like no. a like a like a bulldozer and he like reinforced it with steel, and he went on like a fucking rampage with it, and he called it the killdozer. <laughs> oh, no. I'm just saying, Santa. Why isn't Eli Santa. Roth making that movie? Why isn't why, Elon why, Musk? Why, why did he make border ditching the you fucking know? cyber truck and making the kill dozer for public consumption since he likes to start fires? You know, I had no idea that dude had directed like parts of Borderland, and I've since removed them because he mm -hmm. was on Tarantino's podcast last year, like for a bit, and then they got into a topic about like Tarantino was like, yeah, that's why I always turn down big budget movies, and I guess that's why they were <laughs> talking shit about that. No roundabout way you know what i mean like yeah. i was like all right okay all right all right yeah. so this is from bestman bulletin got dot org fans have seen various glimpses of a mysterious inquisitor in multiple pieces of ahsoka marketing material but now the identity of the villain has seemingly been revealed support bestman on patreon and Co coffee Following the release of the long-awaited official trailer for Ahsoka, Disney have uploaded high-quality stills from the trailer to their all-access pages. Which, ironically, I sent to you yesterday, Bespin, but I didn't read it. You know why? Because they sent it to me in the middle of the night when I was sleepy-sleep. I, I woke know. up and I just said, ah, I got the pictures, Bespin. Doctor Get out my Pepper. fucking back. And then he writes me back, he's like, there's only six pictures. And I'm like, ah, I take it up with Disney. All right. You woke scrolling? up and he was like, I want a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, I get a Dr. Pepper, and I can't get no pepper. So I, mean, I wake up, and it's like he's like he's like it's twelve o'clock my time. I'm awake, and I'm chipper as hell. And I'm like, what are you doing? No, I'm gonna about, drink man? a Pacifico. Where am I right now? <laughs> All right, a when Pacifico. scrolling <laughs> when through and coming across a still of mysterious Inquisitor, we see our hero, Ahsoka Tano, facing off against the latest facing off against in the latest trailer. I noticed that the name of the character had been listed on the site. In the listing, it is to if it is to be believed and should be considered their official press ready releases from Disney themselves. The Inquisitor set to feature in the upcoming Ahsoka series is named Morok. I am Morok. Morok wants to inquisit. Inquisit shall Morok. In addition, it's mentioned Best that Morok. It's gonna be nominated. Mm -hmm. Morok. Best 
limited series. Best Mor- limited Morak. Yeah. A Star Wars story is being yeah. played by the stunt performer Paul Darnell. How come every single time I talk about that, somebody tells me, uh, it's actually a lady is the stunt man? Therefore, it is Barris Ophi, you fucking idiot. <laughs> I get, like all the time. I'm like, what are you talking about? But Where, Bird, I want to see these texts you get. Like, I want to. <laughs> God, dude. Uh, that's why I'm loving fucking the, uh, the, uh, that, that new social media app that, that doesn't have DMs. I don't get any. Threads? Threads? Oh, I hope yeah. they never put DMs in. I, I, I would be happy if they never do. I'll be happy if Twitter fucking chokes on its own vomit. And nobody turns on, over on its side, you know, like fucking goes over, like goes down Hendrix style, and then, um, and then we, <laughs> and then we never get private messages. Went dark, yeah, it went did. dark fast. But you know what? He wrote Foxy Lady, and then he had no more to say. Oh, Purple Haze. By the way, the uh, Oppenheimer trailer played last night in, in mm-hmm. IMAX, mm-hmm. and right when it ended, someone behind me was like, "I want to see Barbie." <laughs> I was like, "What yeah. the fuck, dude?" The, I don't know uh, how. That happened. How people looked at Oppenheimer and saw Barbie. I don't know how that worked, but that's oh, something else, man. It, it's because they're fucking geniuses. That's why. <laughs> that I mean, something else. I, dude, I, I think like... Barbie's gonna be. I think Barbie's gonna be a fun film, but Oppenheimer is going to be a great movie. And, and I know people have seen it now, and it's a great movie. And I know the same people who've now seen Barbie who say Barbie's just fun. Don't expect too much. Well, Mario made a billion dollars, so we'll yeah. see. You know? How much? Some how, if money was a factor, Donald Trump would be a great man with a really big dick and not orange. Uh, the, but now Jim Perry's going to send me fifteen tweets about Donald Trump's big fucking dick, and I don't want to, you know. You kind of got to count. <laughs> yeah. I no, I mean, I mean, I mean. At, at at the end of the day, I would be afraid. I'm not saying the who's the better movie. I'm just telling you, like, what yeah. seems to be selling to folks, you know. Oh, well, we I already, have, like we already a, have the tracking, Rob. Like we, we know. I think it's more of a November film. But what I think is crazy to me, dude. People think like this is like my opinion on the film. I have no opinion on the film. I just think it's a bad idea to release this movie in July. Like that's just my fucking thing. But um, what do I know? But mm-hmm. I just think it's crazy that the public consciousness now looks at a movie about the making of the atomic bomb and they just think Barbie. Like that's so weird to me. Like how that happened. You yeah. Know? Well, no, you I never mean, could I mean, have predicted that, you know, like that's I, I honestly think that uh, the whole Barbenheimer meme that has come about is funny and it, it does almost come down to this idea that people are going to see both to really participate in Barbenheimer. You must see both Barbie and Oppenheimer. But the reality of the situation is, is I think one person, one film is going to win out of that. And I, 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 I just mean if we could, if we could quantify just the meme people, not like I think Barbie will be a more successful film because, um, you know, I mean, my daughter wants to see both because she's a weirdo like me, you know. But, but I think I'm going to guess that most people's daughters don't want to see Oppenheimer. You know, yeah. my daughter's favorite movie is also The Founder. I, I don't know, man. Just, just, just roll with it. I guess it's the way it goes. But the Bob Marley trailer played. I have no that? idea. Uh, I don't know enough about Bob Marley to know if that's an accurate portrayal of his personality. Mm-hmm. You know, I know yeah. like we had a pretty mixed crowd, and some yeah. people were like, "What?" You know, it went yeah. long. I'll tell you this: the trailer felt long. Yeah, that's bad for a trailer. So, trailer should yeah, always yeah, yeah, yeah. It's probably yeah. just a bad trailer then. 
Um, Ahsoka Tano, so the back to best one bulletin.com. Ahsoka Tano and our heroes will seemingly face off against Marok multiple times throughout the series. The latest trailer sees Ahsoka in a, in a confirmation, and I think it means confrontation with the Inquisitor in a forest with red leaves, seemingly um, being the same forest where Sabine Wren, Natasha Bordizo, is seen dueling Shin in the last trailer we saw. The initial teaser from April. I I I think it's Corvus personally. Doesn't doesn't look like Corvus. It's just not the scorched, entirely scorched part. Could be wrong. I don't know. It's not a scooper. A fucking. It's just my opinion from the visuals. The initial teaser Maybe trailer it's from Mustafar again, like in oh, Rise God. of Skywalker. Right. Yeah. Hey, remember that time we we made a planet that was lava, not lava, and just said like figure it out in a it's got in trees Pablo, and shit in a Pablo Hidalgo <laughs> guide. You fucking dorks. I was like. <laughs> why why would you do that you know yeah. that's good and there was like such like easy lines there like like my grandfather's palace once stood here you're like oh shit that's darth vader bro no i'm just i ain't gonna write it i got the batman guy all they had to do was go to darth vader's palace and it would have solved problems like, oh, oh they, they did rob you just didn't know because you didn't pay attention to the foundational structures if you look at the ground are you dumbass Jim? is this are you jim perry are you yeah, Jim no, Perry? No, have no, you been? But, um, are you been no, no, catfishing no, but, me on the internet? No, but, but, no, but I, I, me. I, I am. I am serious though, Rob. That is the found. That is the castle where they go. That's how bad that was. <laughs> really? That's the 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 uh, the uh, thing is where Darth Vader's castle used to be. The idea is that like they bombed it or something. They fucking took the castle out, and that that's the rubble of the castle. And that's I hate where they that find movie. Them. I'm just letting people it's, know. People, you know, it's what happens like, when you're in a way. It's what happens, I, Rob, when you're developing something and then you just make it and release it mid development. That's just what happens. I'm not saying they're the same <laughs> film. Yeah, I'm saying I dislike it as much as Batman and Robin. Yeah, I don't. That's I'm how saying, much I dislike. I like I, I could watch it, so I wouldn't say I dislike it that much. It made but, me yeah. not like J.J. Abrams too much. That's that, it, and I like Joel Schumacher films. I just hate fucking Batman and Robin. You know what drunks call right? that? They call that a moment of clarity. All right, the, indu- the industrial no, location no, no. I like is, Mission Impossible 3. Is, yeah. Super 8. Yeah. yeah. I like Super 8. Uh, I don't like know. the alien design. I like Super You know 8. what? Super 8 had a lot more goodwill with me until I saw the rest of JJ's films. Let's put it that way. The alien design um, was, was bad. Wasn't yeah. So, so was the alien design in fucking, uh, what do you call it? The other bad robot movie. Um, yeah, but they did called? that on. that. They, yeah, but uh, Cloverfield. But that movie was made. Yeah. F- dude, that movie was I know. made. I, and once again, uh, once Listen again, to Matt yeah, Reeves. I, no, Matt Reeves just did a Rob. Uh, a I'm doing the auteur theory fallacy right now. I know, I know, but I'm, I'm also a, trying to show the reality. If people want to yeah. know, he just did a uh, an episode with uh, Roger Deakins as a podcast. You know, cinematographer mm-hmm. Roger Deakins on the Deakins podcast. He had Matt Reeves on, and they go into how that movie was made and like, like he goes, I know that's a studio film, but literally, it really wasn't. It was like uh, they shot that movie in like two three weeks dude it was crazy yeah yeah i still like godzilla better uh tano and ren are on their journey to find and stop the return of the big series bad grand admiral thrawn large godzilla with that cloverfield though jason there's a lot of cloverfield influence in that modern godzilla film i'm talking about the original godzilla not oh okay they're talking about the gear um Due to the shorter hairstyle being supported by Sabrina Rain as Mandalorian cuts, it's ahead of the duo's quest beginning. Yeah, that's... She has long hair in the start and short hair later. 
Though it's not been shown in any of the trailers, an image of Merak was shown at Star Wars Celebration in April, which saw the Inquisitor piloting a starfighter. Currently, we don't know when this takes place. I'm just going out to get some fries. The Inquisitor could simply be tracking Ahsoka or our heroes to one of the locations we see Merak and Ahsoka in battle. Alternatively, it could be that our heroes come into conflict with Merak in space and we see various shots of Harris and Dula, Ahsoka Tano and Sabine Ren in dogfights. So, it makes sense. They're, what? Like Michael Vick style? It's horrible. Yeah. Bespin just just texted me. You are really not interested in this article. Yeah, not because of you. It's just his name is Maroc, Maroc, and it's like it's been a little bit of a mystery. And once once we know that, we're like, yeah, there. You know, there he is. But these characters tend to show up for like one scene and then they're gone. You know, or Or they're like chicken nuggies. You know, like chicken nuggies in the background, and you're like, all right. Yeah. So we'll see. You know, Again, Mar- this is this is the problem with the series that we've already been watching. These multiple series where characters like this show up and we make a big deal, and then in the show they're nothing. And then I get told, but yeah. secretly I really enjoyed the show. Right? Well, great, you enjoyed it, but look at if if Jason's got the fatigue and isn't really thinking about it, it's real. It's a real problem. So if they're gonna, if Maroc's gonna be a fucking thing, like Snake Eyes, then Maroc needs to actually be as fucking cool and as useful as Snake Eyes. Needs to be a force to reckon with. It can't be fucking a character who just shows up on a fucking scene and then disappears, so, and we're supposed to all go by the action figure. Okay, so he's saying I skipped a bunch of paragraphs. I I I feel like Bespin today is 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 on a different wavelength than me because I don't think I skipped anything. Merrick is being played by the stunt performer, so I said that. Uh, she's she's dueling shin the initial teaser trailer from april revealed that circle will face merrick in an, an industrial location which okay that's in the picture uh corvus. the initial location is believed to take place earlier no that's not corvus that's 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 uh the witch's planet that's oh, that's, okay. that, that's yeah right, right, this is right. this is where she's making the shit for for the thrawn machine um gotcha yeah granola thrawn due to the shorter hair so okay so it's billy whereas the forest confrontation simulate takes place Later in the series, when Tano and Ren are on their journey to find and stop the return of the series, I don't, I don't know what I, what did I skip, man. What? The paragraph above the Embo one is where you're supposed to pick up. The paragraph above the Embo. We know pretty much nothing in regards to Merak. With six, wait, is there time about when is talking about that Merak is at Star Wars Celebration? Whatever. Anyways, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's captivating. I'm just going to have to let this one go. Rare, um, did I miss this right here? We know pretty much nothing in regards to Merak with Lucasfilm attempting to keep their cards close to their chest in regards to the Ahsoka series. Which, which once again, yeah, like like this character is clearly just a character who can die. Like, like it's very, very obvious. And the name of Merak itself comes from Arthurian legend with the names believed to be associated, associated with a knight that, that, that's thoughts to be a werewolf. It's clear that it's not to be a werewolf. It's clear in Merrick's design, in particular their helmet. It's been inspired by medieval knights and give Dave Phone's obsession with wolves. It seems fitting that the name be bestowed on the Inquisitor. So, so basically, the, the takeaway is the Inquisitor is named after Embo's dog. <laughs> that's that's the takeaway there. They named him after Embo's Embo's pup. Um, Wolfie. Mer- Merak, who, who is going to be in Kenobi, you guys, just trust me. Um, Merak is also a name that's been, I mean, sorry, not Kenobi, Boba Fett. 
It's going to be Boba Fett. He's going to fight. Trust me. Maraca is also a name that's been used by Dave Filoni in the past during the Star Wars, the Clone Wars. Maraca was an Anuba and a companion to the bounty hunter Embo. We can't we can't learn much from the Clone Wars, Maraca, with the design of the creature that was a, that was a wolf, seemingly hinting once again at the Arthurian legend. In 2012, Dave Filoni mentioned that Embo and Maraca were his homages to G.I. Joe characters Snake Eyes and Timber. I wonder if. The Ahsoka character, Merak, is also inspired by Filoni's Loveses. Love, Loveses. Filoni's Loveses. Come on, Filoni. You know you love that, Filoni, right? Loveses. I mean, he drank a Pacifico three hours ago, and he's been passed out since. Uh, Actually, Rob, Rob. Don't, don't tell anybody that. We just give him A&W root beer and tell him it's beer. So, um, of the G.I. Joe franchise, specifically Snake Eyes, and the Inquisitor does bear a resemblance to the iconic G.I. Joe character. So, so it seems like, oh, you know, you know what else is, hmm, else is kind of interesting is like that one Snake Eyes. And remember how I was saying the other guy is supposed to be based off of Destro? Destro, yeah. Yeah. The, uh, I was Sokka's... telling someone about that yesterday. Maybe uh, Bespin Bulletin needs to update the fucking article with that bit of analysis. Yeah. Anal. And my assist. friend was like, who's Destro? I was like, you're younger. You don't know. Oh, give me a fucking break. <laughs> they don't know, Jason. They Everybody don't know. knows. Everybody knows who Destro is. Fucking. But by the way, uh, I was with my kids in, the, uh, in Target the other day. And... Uh... <laughs> walked by and they were like looking at like toys and then uh my son pulls out uh uh what's her name baroness like they had like a, like a vintage baroness figure uh, on the on the pegs at target mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i was like when I, when I was like a little kid i had like a crush on her yeah. and then and then uh my uh my daughter pulls it out and she's all this looks like my mommy uh, and it looks like and it's just different girlfriends <laughs> i had i'm like yeah I liked, I, I like it. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. but it. It happens. But anyways, uh, Shogun, thank you for the $10 super chat, Shogun. I appreciate all the support, oh, thanks, man. man. Yeah, um, cool. I see Oppenheimer as a niche film. Yeah, Explosion of the Bomb is worth it, but maybe peeps don't see it as more than that. If you're not a nuke nerd, it's people talking in rooms. I mean, it depends on what kind of visual language he is adding to the actual like like narrative itself because i mean like when you i I hate to say this but it's like when you get down to it when you get past the killing things like the holocaust are people talking in rooms and you can but there's something you can learn from the holocaust I got in this discussion with a friend yesterday oh there's a lot we can learn from from oppenheimer schindler's list is a super downer but there's like a lesson to be learned at the end of the day with nuclear weapons they're out there's nothing you can do about it it's going mm-hmm. it can vaporize you or never be used and you have no say in well, it well rob we we went from from the from the a bomb and then what we didn't we didn't go holy shit i have become death the destroyer of worlds we went to the h bomb yeah we just kept going yes. so so there might be a takeaway here that just because you can doesn't mean you should. Uh, and Terminator 2 the, did it well. The ramifications of, of, yeah, but 
once but, again, like I'm just telling that, that, you, man. Like, it's a, it's a, I think it's a message that could that could be beneficial to hear again and and again, and and it might help if one of these little fucking gifted ass nerds goes and sees. Yeah, if I do this thing because I can, you know what? I'm actually a shithead for it. Right now, now, but now, call I, me I think cynical for, for thinking for, they're not going to take away and, that lesson. Like. <laughs> I don't want to deal. I don't want to deal with the uh, comments on it. Yes, if Oppenheimer didn't do it, somebody else was going to do it. And then once Oppenheimer did it, and it wasn't theoretical anymore, then it was out. I, I completely concede that. I don't think they needed to drop the second one. I don't really think they needed to drop the first one, but I understand it. Second one, they didn't need to do it. They didn't even get the president's fucking authority for it. But that right there is that's that's the lesson for the uh, the little Oppenheimers out there, I think. But uh, I, I don't know what what perspective the, the the movie takes. You know, I could get all of it if I wanted to right now. And I was just like, you know what? I think on that one, I'm just gonna watch it. You know what I mean? Like Oppenheimer. I don't think getting spoilers. Oppenheimer is gonna help me uh, enjoy it more. So uh, yeah, but but we'll we'll see. We'll 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 see how how it how you know it. it you're, you're right. I mean, Rob, it could be fucking military industrial complex weapon porn. It could just at the end of the day, it could be that. Um, I don't. I doubt it will be, but it could be. It's it's not. I don't like Hollywood hasn't done that before, you know, and won't and well, they will do the it thing again. With Nolan is he rarely ever leaves you feeling one way or the other in any film about. He's not very good with transferring the human experience. He's mm -hmm. kind of like Dunkirk is a visual to to uh, experience. You don't come away with it going. What do we learn about that? You know, like, what did this character? But, but like... that's but the uh, Dunkirk narrative wasn't about a lesson. It was about like perseverance. It was about coming together, and right. that that kind of stuff. So like like I'm I I get what you're saying, but that's only if we take uh, uh, an auteur at his word oh. and say he's I... only that thing that he's done before, which doesn't necessarily isn't necessarily like the case. Well, this just to play Rob Dingo for a second, I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it up. Like, I, my stepfather, you know, did nuclear biological chemical in the army for almost 40 years until his retirement from the 60s all the way up through Desert Storm. Right. I ended up in nuclear biological chemical. I did not want to go into that because he would mm -hmm. show me all his fucking TMs and blah blah. He'd tell me what would happen. Mm -hmm. I ended up in it when I got injured in the military when I was a tanker. For my sake, I have no interest to sit in that room and experience my military training in real time. You know, yeah. like, I do think if you want to listen to the more interesting story, Dan Carlin did a series of four or five podcasts on hardcore history about after the bomb, mm -hmm. that brief period of time when we were the only ones with nuclear weapons before the Russians got it, right? Yeah. Like 52 like or something? three years or something? Yeah, yeah, this brief window... And how, like, civilian control of it, like, the military wanted to use them all over the place and shit, you know, actually benefited, you know, like, like so there's just a, there's a more interesting story there to be learned, I think, you know. But at the end of the day, man, like, the movie that everyone talked about James Cameron wanting to make that he optioned the book to was the guy who survived inadvertently the, the, the bomb dropping, right? And I think, like, he went through the second one, too. Like, and you know, his mom fucking, you know, his mom lived through the the first bombing, this Japanese dude. And mm -hmm. when she went, there was nothing to cremate. Her bones were so brittle. She just like fell apart, you know, like mm -hmm. there was nothing left in the ash. The ash just incinerated. There's nothing there. Like, like that, 
that's the more um, that story i think is the one to learn something from more than our end because it's just beating yeah. the nazis to the bomb you know well no movie. like uh last podcast on the left did like a multi-part episode on on the bomb and oppenheimer and stuff and uh when you listen to to that one like they go into like what really happened and how they didn't let the american public know what happened it wasn't until like like uh, it took a few years because they had everything behind media walls where you couldn't say things and finally somebody went and did the research on it figured out and started interviewing people that that survived the bomb drop and then uh, said, and they were supposed to submit it to the military for approval. They just said, fuck it and send it right, right to the New Yorker or something like that and got right. it out. Like, and then that, that's why we know. And they were on like, you know, like, like those like old fifties, like game shows, like this is your life. You got to like, guess who's the liar and all that kind of shit. They had yeah. this show like where they had like the guy from the Enola gay uh, with the people who were fucking mutilated in the bomb and they had them behind a curtain. So you couldn't see them. Fuck. That's fucked up. Like the right. people should have saw what they did. And like up to right. like around that point, I guess, like, you know, it was pretty common for people to be like pro bomb, bomb them, bomb them again, keep, keep it going. And then, um, and like, you know, cause they didn't really know, they didn't know what they were doing. For, and and for the, the my bomb money, pro- these conversations are the realm yeah. of twilight zone. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like it's better to be had. I mean, yeah. you still need smart writing, but I just feel like it's, it's, the, you're not going to appeal to the the, the the magas who run around saying turn them to glass with this. Oh, you're not. They're not learning anything. We we, we can't we yeah. can't help those those people are lost. They are so stupid that there's nothing we can do for them. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, now, so you know. I know. No, but there's absolutely nothing that that we can do do for those people. Right. Like, like that's that's the whole thing. Every everybody, you know, I was just hearing like Dave Anthony on one of his podcasts talking about like debating. He's like, why do why do why the fuck do we debate? He's all, we go and you debate these people and then they just say a bunch of nonsense. And then one guy gets his mind changed uh, and it's for the wrong side just because he's a fucking idiot. He's like, these debates with these people, they don't make any sense. And I'm, I tend to kind of agree uh, with that. That being said, I'm, I, I'm glad Nolan's making this and not Michael Bay. You, under, you understand what I'm sure. saying? Sure. <laughs> well, and, and maybe this is, maybe, I mean, maybe this starts a, a Hollywood trend and maybe we go and we see actually what it looked like to be in, you know, Hiroshima like the day after or during maybe we see the meat falling off of people's backs and like children who are who are children who are in the room and a black tar monster walks in and they freak out it turns out it's mommy just walking home to die you know like like and that's where I when I when I look at the the thing like the Oppenheimer stuff uh, I doubt it's going to go there and that's one of the things that it like uh, you need because because like like because like uh, atomic weaponry sounds like just putting a gun to your in your mouth and pulling the trigger, but it's fucking way more brutal than that. It's it's like it, it's, it's beyond not that. human understanding. Yeah, it's so. Horrible. I mean, if you really want to just get a, a general sense of it, yeah. they 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 did bomb tests out in the ocean, you know, and they filmed at, it at, at with Navy guys. Yeah, yeah it's they not, filmed it with Navy guys. And oh, the I've guys seen the men. Saw their the arms bones. fell off. Yeah, their fucking jaws fell off and shit. They knew that was gonna gonna happen to them too, and they said, right. "Oh, you just get cancer because you you smoke in a pack of Marlboros a day." Yeah, there's there's yeah. a good there's a good documentary about Bikini Atoll that is really worth watching. 
And then there's also references to like other documentaries like Atomic Cafe that you see mentioned in Indiana Jones 4. But um, that shit's like, yeah, the, the uh, stuff with the soldiers. Like, have, have you seen that all of that shit, Rob? I assume you have. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, uh, the uh, sailors, I should say. Like, the sailors. It's, yeah. yeah. It's fucking like, and, and those guys got it later. So there, there's better footage of it, is, is the point. Right. And it's it's fucking awful, and uh, yeah, and that's that's something that you know, uh, I I would say like I don't I, I hate to use the is now peacetime. It's not the great. It's not a great time, but we're not we're not necessarily in our the West anyways directly in like a, a let's go get them kind of war uh, moment, and that's kind of when it's important that people I think maybe learn what the ramifications of you know, nine eleven happens, and they're saying turn the Middle East into glass. Except, except all like, the all the conversation being had about it is wrapped around Barbie. So I don't know I mean, if they're learning anything, Jason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't know. <laughs> it turned. I think the trauma. Look, if I had to guess, if I was going to mm-hmm. psychoanalyze this, right? Like behind the mind trauma. I think it's so traumatic a thought <laughs> to the human experience that you have to wrap Barbie around it to get your to to not run away. Like there's a subconscious shadow on people with the the thing that can get you and destroy mm-hmm. you you know and we've been living in it since 9 11 in this country whether we want to admit it or not and then you and i grew up still with the cold war you know like mm-hmm. and i think there is some level of undue trauma there that you know it, it makes it easier to wrap it in pink barbie dolls and in mid-journey posters you know to like it's make like, light of it in some way yeah like like but but what it ends up like what it in a weird way, I, I haven't seen the film, so I don't. It may, they may not go very far. They are still like Hollywood films. When you get down to it, most Hollywood films at the end of the day still propagate like normality, the norms that were expected of in our culture. And I, but Bar- Barbie might be a complete rejection of 1950s femininity at the end of the day. I don't know. I haven't seen it, but I could see that movie being that. And then you have the Oppenheimer thing that's saying that might be saying, hey, this shit was a terrible idea and it changed the world and here's how it happened. And here's, you know, and here's what, cause like, cause like Oppenheimer later on, you know, like they, there were people who wanted him to run, run for president and shit, but he had a communist girlfriend cause he's fucking cool as shit on that front. He's like, I like communist girls, you know, <laughs> Emily Honestly, yeah. Yeah. And then he had a oh, communist right. girlfriend. And so he's about like the rest of his career. Like he got like, like his name taken off of, uh, of awards and or he never like awards that would have been named after him weren't and it wasn't like he finally kind of got like reinstituted later on but anyways point being yeah it, it's i mean there there might be a, a i'm curious because i can't think of a time and and maybe the movies don't matter and nobody sees them i don't know but the tracking says they will but but you have uh these movies together do make a message together don't they like if it does go that way, if it is from I mean, an anthropological the, standpoint, might. yes, that's what yeah. I'm talking about. Like, yeah. like, 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 a, like somebody goes and sees, you know, Oppenheimer. I mean, when we get down to it, that's like a good what four to five hours of, of indoctrination into an ideology. If there should be coherency between them, uh, I'm I'm curious. Like, I, I think this is fascinating. Like how where it's going with it. Like, I'm curious to see what these movies actually say, if they say anything at all. But um, 
Um, uh, Mariah just says, my mom's cousin was one of the soldiers that was sent to watch one of the test drops. His son just found out he has a very rare cancer and it was because of the bomb his dad viewed. Yeah, that's yeah. that's pretty, pretty, pretty fucking common. And what they'll do is they'll they'll try and say like, oh, yeah, like the, like, you know, uh, John Wayne, they went and filmed uh, a Western where they used to where they were testing the bomb. And they brought the dirt back with them to the set. So like, you know, like the Mando set that I have. Imagine if all of that dirt was radioactive. And then they say, oh, no, they didn't die from it because they all died at the same rate as the normal population of people, except for they were young. Right. They If, if, you, if you don't take age into account, yes. If you take age into account, is no. They all died from that bomb. Like The atomic bomb killed John Wayne. Think about that. That's fucking wild. That's and crazy. they still won't admit it. And no, and it and it's but it's the truth. It's not even a conspiracy. Right. You could see go out. Well, there's that guy amazing. who cut through the, the deserts out in Area 51 or whatever, right? Now you cut through there to get to Area 51, but he went through the radioactive parts oh, and shit. he fucking died from it. You know what I mean? Like because he was trying to go the back way. <laughs> That's a little fucking funny died though. A kid. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. Don't storm Area 51. Don't run by cutting Don't through Naruto irradiated run. fucking I desert. Mean, yeah. If he if he Naruto ran though when he into there, uh, I'm gonna Naruto say he lived his ran. best life. Um, if you're gonna do it, do it in the desert. <laughs> Shogun Orda, thank you for the super chat again. Five dollar super chat from Shogun says, "I find it funny, a probably unwitting meta commentary on 1950s America that Barbie and Oppenheimer are coming out together. One fantasy esque, other harsh truth. Yeah, and like like that's that's the thing is like they're marketing Barbie as if you love Barbie, blah blah blah." And I'm guessing it's if you love Barbie, the fashion's still there. So you're gonna so why you love why your vapid ass loves Barbie is gonna be there. And if you hate Barbie for probably some other sociological reason, oh, it's there too. I think that's what the I'll be watching is Mission Impossible. That's where you'll find me. Yeah, but you're in a cult. Uh it's different. Um so, and? anyways, uh <laughs> yeah. All hail cruise head. You know what? Uh, your cult leader <laughs> showed himself buying tickets to both of those movies, so I'm pretty sure you're supposed yeah. to see it. I think that was a directive uh, well, directly at you. The, the army will tell you <laughs> I'm not very good at following orders. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. No. So, so yeah. Yeah. At the at the end of the day, like I don't know, it it, it could be a really fascinating like double double feature. It, it could be. Um, I'm gonna see both of them, and uh, I, I I'm still like. See, like the the thing about it about about that movie too, Rob. That I think like a lot of people might be overlooking. I don't know if this is in the film or not, but like, uh, you know, like like the bomb fucking is like as bright as the sun when it comes off and shit. When it when it when it goes off for like a good three seconds or something. Like we're talking about, like people like like put their hands in front of their face would get like a sunburn they can see their bones. that was like they can permanent see their bones onto too. their face though, yeah. like, like 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 a fucking clone Correct. trooper helmet. Like that one with the handprint, and uh, um, so visually, there's a chance that the uh, movie has found a way to replicate those kinds of moments. And if it does, if it gives you, if it really is able to put you into that like scenario where you really like kind of feel that and uh, see that, then uh, it could be visually an amazing movie that you're like, I see why this was a summer movie. I don't know. I mean, Nolan could probably pull it off if anybody could. Doesn't mean it does, though. 
But I'm I, not I great just, at predicting box. I can just tell you why I'm not going to see it. I'll see it at home. But yeah. I gotta, I got. Oh, I, gotta, I have um, to have a stiff drink, and I have to watch it by no. myself. I cannot go to a theater and deal with this. It's just not, you know, moving my hand. Someone's on popcorn while the fucking nuclear bombs going. On. I just don't. I don't yeah, yeah. It's just not. Yeah, I can't deal with it. Yeah, yeah. Bestman says he said you'll almost feel it. So I'm guessing that's going to be like that light and that you know that that the uh the, the visuals of the light and and the sound i'm guessing it's it's going to be a a, a stellar job but yeah i'm not you know just like <laughs> if they were making a movie about the chemical weapons attacks in, in world war one right and the first use of mustard gas and that shit and they really showed how like i think it's important for people to see it however i'm fully informed on this subject you know yeah, and uh, I don't really want to live through it again. You know, like I don't want to deal I, with that. I I won't I won't uh, uh, retell it here. But but me and me and Bespin were playing video games the other day, and we had probably a good uh, fifteen minute clerk style conversation about whether the dicks go over is Barbie a little doll when she's in her world, and then goes up to our size when she gets here. We were trying to figure out the, the ins and outs of the of that and. It's yeah, I have no idea, but I'm gonna because in my in my opinion, Ken, we know Ken doesn't have a dick. We've all looked; he doesn't have one. So if when he comes here, he gets one, they have to have a scene where Ken realizes he has a dick, right? But if Ken realizes he has a dick, he's gonna take it out. He's gonna be like shaking that thing around and everything. Wouldn't when you think? I mean, that makes sense, right? But um, anyways, the only Ken I know is from Street Fighter, so I couldn't tell you. <laughs> really, Ken, um, Ken Man. All, all, all I know is that it girls would be like, you could play Ken and we can make him kiss. All right, the Royal Fino. My girlfriend does not care to see either movie. Jason's daughter probably has better media literacy than my daughter than my girlfriend does. Yeah, my 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 daughter is she's a little she weird. She watched Greasy Strangler. Of course she, she does. Well, I I I I showed her the clips of it. All right, I showed so. her a couple of clips, a couple of moments. Yeah. Yeah, and and she she still like quotes that stuff. Like we'll just be like at a restaurant. She'll be like, "I need more grease on my dog" and stuff like that. And people are just like, "What is this kid on about?" But she knows it makes me laugh, so she does it. Um, Brian Stone says that's what she said, Bespin. Yeah, you almost feel it. All right, let's look at the last article really quickly here uh, because you know we got we got Disney um, destroying writers, taking uh, homes away from families because it's what they do. You know, yeah, and then we uh, we got them buying awards now. Now, yesterday, Rob made a snide little little remark about David Tennant winning an award he actually earned, <laughs> an Emmy he actually earned. Now we are in a place where Rob, you got free reign, buddy. Do whatever you want. As far as I'm concerned, you could you could just eh, go to town on this one. Eh, Star probably. Wars at the 2023 <laughs> Emmys, The Mandalorian, and or Obi Wan earned 22 nominations combined. So today, right, the 2023 Emmy nominations were unveiled and Lucasfilm have a lot to celebrate as the Mandalorian Ander, and Obi-Wan Kenobi picked up a combined total of 22 nominations. You can support Bespin on Threads, Patreon, and Coffee. And follow me on Threads, and you can become a All channel right, gonna, member here. And I like that. I'm, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm a visual effects guy, but I'm going to remove visual effects from these awards because i assume star wars should be winning them do you understand what i'm saying 
It's more of a news to me when Star Wars doesn't fair. get nominated that, that, for that visual is, effects. Yeah, that, but that when is Star that Wars fair. doesn't win or doesn't get nominated. No, that's Star Wars should be the leader in visual effects. And so, so when I'm it does and it's awarded, so it should be rewarded. Well, then, yeah, no, hey, that's what it should be doing. But I'm less. I mean, I'm that more would be when it does when it steps that would out be like, and wins something that normally wouldn't. I'm that would be like that. saying um, Succession shouldn't win awards, but I'll care when it gets a visual effects award. You know, I mean, kind no, of when Succession's been around for fifty fucking years, sure, but like. Yeah, the show's done and over with, so it's not the same. Rob, thing. you can change it to whatever you want. You can make it dead. You told me I can bitch about whatever I want. Now you're telling me I can't. I feel no like about the awards. Not, now, now, now well, you're I'm saying this is about the awards. That, that is a, that is a crazy arbitrary again, standard. Again, like, you think like, you can figure me out, but you can't figure me out. Jay. Oh no, because I mean, you don't make sense. Um, without question, the highlight of the nominations go to Andor. Which received... when, when when Star Wars gets a Razzie for visual effects, that's when I'm like, whoa, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's setting this setting this some new territory. I mean, yeah. at the end of the day, though, yeah, the Star Wars isn't doing isn't doing what Star Wars films do in television now. So, without question, the highlight of the nominations goes to Ender, which received a nomination for Outst- outstanding drama series. So that's probably the biggest win. In terms of awards stuff, it's far a, more Star competition in a drama series because it mm-hmm. a limited series is more. There's not as many limited series to be honest with you. You know, like mm-hmm. like these days, if you say we're never making more of this, that it's kind of a rarity. You know, like even yeah. Poker Face is getting a season two. You know, so it's like yeah, wasn't a fan of uh, of them doing the the reboot towards the end so that way you could get your season two. I agree. I, I thought it was a great turn with the Ron Perlman bit, but then it went into yeah. a reboot, and I'm like, "What is this?" Yeah, she should have she should have become she should have become Columbo at the end of it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. And then we start season two with her learning the actual detective part. You know, I would I would have been happier yeah at the end of it if she ended up with like the small bit of cash and like what you do with the cash, and then you see she has a little office now or something like that. You yeah, know I mean? yeah, like, oh, that's it. Go. Yeah. Yes, I'm with uh, you. Outstanding drama series, so so for Andor, which is great, alongside heavy hitters such as Better Call Saul, The Crown, The Last of Us, House of the Dragon, Succession, The White Lotus, and Yellow Jackets. So number you one, think House of the Dragon should have been in that. I thought Stranger was Stranger Things this year, or was it last year? It was last year. I don't know. Was it, yeah, I House mean, House of the Dragons, I gave up on. Uh, sorry, I know. I, 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 those. I, I liked it a lot, but I also don't think it's necessarily. Like a lot of people get mad when I talk about the original Game of Thrones stuff, like, uh, like what the uh, Khaleesi, just watch Khaleesi scenes, not the ones where she's just naked, like all of them. She can't act in half of them, so it's like not that great of a drama, is it? When the acting's really bad. So, anyways, uh, the White Lotus, blah blah blah. Uh, Andor picked up eight nominations in prestigious categories, and Obi Wan Kenobi landed a high-profile nomination for outstanding outstanding limited or anthology series, where it's up against Beef, Dahmer. Daisy Jones, six, Feisman is in trouble, as well as landing an additional four nominations. Um, yeah, I'd say probably maybe I would give it to Beef out of all of those. Maybe Beef's a little silly though. Uh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I, I said I, I think you should. I think you, it's one of those shows you might be able to watch like while you're working, maybe. I don't know. Uh, because it's just like people kind of complaining at each other, but it's funny. Uh, the Mandalorian season three picked up the most nominations, really, with nine in total. 
but wasn't selected in the more prestigious or big awards. Th- the leading man, Pedro Pascal, did get nominated for his role as of Joel Miller in HBO's The Last of Us, Best in Bulletin's favorite video game and show, in the Best Lead Actor category. You can read the list of nominations in, in Andor, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and the, and the Mandalorian is below. So, yeah, Andor... Well, maybe if this, he was actually in Mando, he might have had a chance to get nominated. So, like, like, like Andor got Outstanding Drama Series, Outstanding Original Main Title Theme Music. I think it should win that. I think that was maybe yeah. the most avant-garde and good. The fact that when you line them all up, they become a big thing, the, too. The, the main theme, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Outstanding Cinematography for a Series... That's fair. Rick's Road. Outstanding d- directing for a drama series for Rick's Road. Outstanding music composition for a series, Rick's Road. Outstanding sound editing for a comedy or drama series, One Hour, The Eye. Hmm. Outstanding sound editing. I, don't, I wonder what it was about that one. I the, don't fire, the, 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 the big bomb fireworks meteor shower one? Yeah, but what, it, what yeah. about that one was like... Oh, oh visual. Wait, Climb. was that... I'm sending sound, sound, sound for sound editing. Yeah, yeah the visual, the visual, the highest. But, yeah, outstanding visual effects in season one or movie. Outstanding writing for a drama series. One way out. So, I, I think it, those are all great. Though so, Obi Wan Kenobi, uh, um, outstanding limited anthology series. Outstanding fantasy sci-fi costumes. Outstanding picture editing. For... <laughs> I disagree with that. Like, I don't think the oh, the, 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 the costumes are good. The costumes are definitely oh, yeah. good. <laughs> I, I, I have to respectfully disagree. Uh, I mean, you're 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 confusing the Mandalorian with this one with Obi Wan Obi Wan Kenobi's costumes and the Mandalorian's costumes are night and day different. In um, terms of so we're talking about Kenobi or we're talking about Mandalorian? We're about Kenobi right now. Yeah, this I is, say Kenobi's not good. I don't. Uh, Kenobi has Kenobi are not. You're, you've laughed at the Mandalorian costumes, and rightfully so, but the Kenobi ones aren't the same quality. The Kenobi, the Kenobi ones are well-done costumes. They're expensive. It's not like in Ahsoka where we see like General um, the, the Maydean outfits and then look like they're from Party City. Like They, did, they didn't Party City up Kenobi. No, you got me on that one. I guess I didn't like um, either one of them. Look, I'm not um, telling at, you. It's not like my opinion means you got to believe it, folks. I'm just telling you. Like, oh, I, no. Yeah, I don't. All right. <laughs> Outstanding yeah. sound editing for right. a limited anthology series, <laughs> movie or special. Outstanding sound mixing for a limited anthology series. So the, the, the mixing, that's okay. That's, I, you know, mixing does suck today, though, when you go to watch shows for the most part. Like, I, I'm cool if you have 5.1 or 7.1 and, like, they're they're catering to you. But I want a good stereo mix at the end of the day because that's mostly yeah. what I'm going to be watching this shit in. I don't want to be able to hear the fucking talking through their stereo yeah. mixes, which is a fucking nightmare to deal with. I saw Soundgarden live, and I can't hear some frequencies anymore. So, um, Outstanding oh. cinematography for a... Oh, this is Mandalorian. Outstanding cinematography for The Foundling. Um, outstanding fantasy sci-fi costumes for Guns for Hire. Uh, <laughs> outstanding period and or... But you also have to have to remember like the Mando's main costume and shit like that, and like the Praetorians. That still like ends up kind of counting on some I of the know, shit. But, but three but, seasons in, you yeah. shouldn't win for the same costumes. Mm. So yeah. yeah, that's why you already won that for those um, costumes. What about the so new shit? character or hairstyling for the for the, the convert? The Salad the Hut. I don't. You know. Who who had hair in the convert? Is that the one with? Uh, is is that the one with fucking Lizzo? Yeah, 
Is that is that I where the hair comes is. from? I was yeah, sending, I really uh, disagree with the costumes in that episode. Well, that that was a terrible costume. Yeah, outstanding period and or character makeup, non prosthetic for Guns for Hire. Outstanding sound mixing for a comedy Wait, or drama. It was the series. Lizzo episode, Guns for Hire. I can't. I don't remember. Now I gotta look this. I don't shit remember out, what the, what the titles are. Hold on, Mando season three. Because it's something I'm like it's like chapter twenty four, and I'm like I just remember it a season. I know the I season know. episodes. I just remember pain. And then it got outstanding visual effects in a season or movie, which it, it did get. It did have Guns for Hires, the Bryce Dallas Howard episode with the the droid episode with fucking with Lizzo, right? Yeah, Axel. Yeah, the, yeah, that's the Lizzo yeah, it's, episode. It's the Lizzo yeah. one. Yeah, really disagree with that one. Yeah, and <laughs> we have to look. There's people in the background with hair, but yeah, I mean, whatever. Don't care. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that's Hollywood, like patting themselves on the back. No, that's Disney buying nominations. Oh, uh, right. well, yeah, they Weinstein their way through. Yeah, <laughs> outstanding stunt performance. As I, I can see the, I can see the stunt performer getting getting credit there. Uh, I would give it to him. I'd give it to him. But I get well. No, the Warriors this year. It's not okay. There's just other shows, man. That have far better stunts than Mando. Like just yeah, you know, maybe they're not high profile. But. That's what says. Not surprisingly, Kenobi didn't get any VFX nominations, and Lizzo is Guns for Hire. Yeah. And whereas Kenobi, you know, I'm not saying that show should. I'm saying they Star Wars should be getting it. That's the bigger. When Star Wars doesn't get even a nomination, that's a big deal, dude. Uh, that by by Sorry. that that logic, like I disagree with it because in 1999, The Matrix won Best Visual Effects over The Phantom Menace, and I'm sorry, but it just didn't happen. But it, it. got nominated. The got nominated. Has got nominated. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. This is not even a nomination. I know, I know. But what, what I'm saying, so. but by that same logic, that's what that would mean. Was the major that says something negative about the Phantom Menace, and perhaps you should not have done an all CGI army versus another <laughs> CGI army. That's yeah. not what it was. It was that if these people yeah. voted on, that's amazing. I can't, how did they fucking do it? And Principal. that's why it won. It was ridiculous. Yeah. No, no, the, 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 the Phantom Menace's visual effects hold up 20 years later. The Matrix visual effects can't get arrested. It's fucking awful. It's, 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 a, it's really, really... It's I not mean, awful. But it is, it is awful. It is it's awful. awful. It's rose tinted glasses. You can look at it today and you can be like, no. This the Sentinels look CGI, but the visual effects as a whole are not awful. It was it was a gimmick. It got it, it the uh, the uh, Sentinels. Awful's fucking lost in space, bro. Go watch that shit with Mott LeBlanc, your favorite yeah, actor. And you're gonna, but when you get down to it, the fucking so so you're you're, you're you're okay. Just yes or no, the Matrix in totality is better than the ten minutes of the of the pod race, visual effects wise, award winning. Okay, the problem is. People talk during the the, the pod race. <laughs> Little Lanny's going out of the corner. Like that's the problem. No, nah, that's an that's arbitrary. The problem. Standard. It's hard to fucking. No, li- no it's a big part because he's narrating Rob, the whole fucking pod Rob, race. It's the it's last of, lap Rob, of the pod race when he stops you're talk- talking. You're talking it's drama. The best bud. part. You're talking drama. Yeah. It's, it's not a, it's drama. A, it's not a. It's not a. Exactly. I'm and so when the visual effects visual you know, effects award line with doesn't the drama. give a fuck if the music is good it doesn't care if you can have the guy from the room in it the guy from the room could be in the anakin's pod race and the visual effects he wasn't would still yeah w- but the visual effects would still be what the award is about 
and once again that that's it doesn't yeah star yeah. star wars should be i i would i i I, I love the Matrix, that. though, because there's so many of the people who storyboard are they're comic book artists. Steve Scross was on it. Je uh, Jeff Darrow developed all. I mean, that, that that's a comic book nerd film, right. man. I'm not shit on the Matrix like you. Sorry. I'll shit on the other fucking Matrix. Oh, two, three, and four. Comic no book problem. guys are the that worst. first one, no, so I'm not shit on it. Comic book people no, are I'm the worst. Shit. No, the comic people who make comics are not comic are book fans. Worst. Well, no, you I'm know, just, I'm just fucking it's with debatable. You. I'm just like, but no, but at, at the end of the no, I, I, I think we can I, be, we can no, be. No, I, I, I think we could objectively say that in terms of the, the quantity of visual effects and the quality, Phantom Menace has better and more and better effects that we could, we could probably like, like fucking map it out. But it won off of a gimmick, but that's what ends up being because they end up going, oh, well, of course, like. Let's not give like I don't want to say Woody Allen. Let's not give Kevin Smith's like uh, you know fucking best small film because you know he's or Quentin Tarantino because he's Quentin fucking Tarantino. That's that, that that's how they are. That that that's how they fucking do it. Yeah, and they it's do just that. Like, but but but, it's, it, but they should be getting why, nominated for them to not nominate the Phantom Menace would be ridiculous. But that's why awards are inherently fucking stupid for art. It's fucking stupid. Like it doesn't make any sense unless you're making the same movie. That's the only way it makes sense. It's this fucking sports logic. It's it's just it's stupid. It's and well, and look, it wouldn't be stupid. It. And it's good for the industry. That's awards, why it exists. Hold on. But, Here's where it all falls apart. Okay. Mm -hmm. The reason why at the end of the day I'm against it is mm -hmm. because if those awards meant that those those studios could then command the, the visual effects studios could then command higher rates because they're mm -hmm. award-winning then it would be good right like it works for actors when actors and actresses fucking get an oscar award they're able to command more money their fucking next movie right but yeah. visual effects studios go out of fucking business well so what, like what they've done is it used to be that you would contract weta or like let's say ilm the big boys right but now when you go to see a movie, what do you see? You see five the lowest six, bidder. The lowest seven, bidder. Eight. Well, no, it's just it's a bunch of contingent contract labor work at the end of the day. Because they and, they it, now it's all done on the lowest bidder. So it's not like the yeah. awards help boost your ability to be profitable. They just yeah. mean they just demand more and more visual effects now at lower and lower uh, rates. Well, so this this works. And, this, and, this and doesn't it, work. Th th there's a big parallel here with what's going on with the writers, isn't there? Like that's essentially yeah. what they're trying to do to writers, and it's right. what it's what a corporation is inherently designed to do: eat, eat, and not pay for it. Is pay as little as you can to keep eating, and uh, you know, and the ending is going to be a turd. And um, but that's what that's why why the, the writers need to fucking stand up. But also why I, I I hate I hate awards. I think like the best the best script of of last year. I don't know. Best best film I saw last year was After Sun. It didn't get an award. I don't think I don't think it got nominated for anything. I don't think so. Anyways, I could be wrong. I don't think it did though. And um, so it doesn't have to do with what's best. It has to do with who campaigned and whose best interest is it that this award is won. That's at the end of the day, like what what these things come down to. But. Like real Ben Maynard once said, Rob, everything can't be Avatar visual effects. No, but Star Wars should be at Star Wars level. Yeah. And it's very, at this point, 
show me if you look at the visual effects in Kenobi in Mando season one, there's a disconnect. Rob, I, I think that it the 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 thing is in all of this stuff, they're all going to be products of their day and in the medium in which they are released. So Star Wars visual effects are good for TV in 2023. They are. Yeah, but they're still. But it doesn't still, hold up the Mando season two visual effects. But they're that still would be at the same time as Kenobi. They're so still TV in 2023. Correct, but I'm not comparing it to TV. I'm comparing it to other Star Wars TV that came right. out and was produced and, and built at the same time, and it doesn't hold up. But the reasons that it doesn't hold up aren't for the reasons that you're making it seem that they are. The reasons oh, that they oh. don't hold up is that the budget was that they weren't going to go to Tunisia, and that and was the one they were they supposed to spend money on. The, that was, the that was the one that was going to be a film. Yeah, it should have been a film. At the end it of the should day, have, it's the one you spend the right. money on. You don't go cheap on but, the Kenobi when you have the fucking actor. It's just ridiculous. But I keep having to tell you this. Dumb. They didn't go cheap on the Kenobi. That's where everybody is wrong. There was, there's been stuff yeah, about, about the Kenobi budget. not right. How about that? No, about it, I, I, no, at the end of the day, it didn't work is what it comes down to. But you're never the Kenobi visuals would never be in a film. But they will. There always will be a different standard for television than, than film. Just we can't deny it. Sure. Wait. Tell them. You don't see oh, me complaining about the visual effects in the Ahsoka trailer. You know. Like, yeah. At the same time, they're not movie level visual effects. They're mm -hmm. really good TV effects. You know. Yeah. Nope. No complaints, dude. Kids are back from the pool right now, so. No complaints. Yeah. 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 So yeah. far, until I watch the show, and but, then if it. But I, I just, I, I, I just see like, like, like a lot of times, not you specifically, but like people will be like, yeah, like you look at this shot, like in, in uh, the Rise of Skywalker, and then in Mandalorian four, it doesn't do, and you're just like, dude, oh, that's ridiculous. Like, like, like it's not, it's not the same yeah. price point. And and, there, and it, beyond price point, you can't do a look. These are the same people saying they're spending too much money on these shows, but they want ten hours of fucking a two hour movie. Look how much money it costs for movies to do visual effects. Mm -hmm. You can't do 10 hours of it, 24 hours of it for what? A hundred. What do they want, dude? Like, yeah, it's just weird. Um, Jake says maybe the Kenobi VFX would have looked better if it wasn't suffering for Berto because Deborah Chow thought shaky cam 90% of the time was a good idea. Honestly, Jake, I think shaky cam was to cover for the lack of, of time that, that they had. There's way and bigger issues. Continuity yeah. issues. Like, that water that's right behind him and then flies through the fucking door when he crows and he's all dry. I don't fucking know. Like it's so there's no water that goes to the thing. Like it's just it's just consistently it's inconsistent. It's just weird. It's just a weird show. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Ben says, yeah, there's definitely a different center for TV versus film. I'm a big fan of the TV show of, of, the, of the Arrow TV show. And I can look the other way on the visual effects versus the screen in DC movie. Yeah, that's that's always the thing is like, where do people go? it's not okay it's tv and it's okay and kenobi was the one where they found that out and also it's the one where, one where they they tested it i would prefer if they had tested it on something different not obi-wan kenobi i'm yeah. glad acolyte's gonna look good apparently but like something like acolyte might have been where you could have got away with it and people could have still enjoyed it but on the kenobi one uh, that's not the one to do it uh bestman says kenobi had a rush production and post-production they moved it out of pinewood to mbs three months before shooting they released it with just six months worth. Yeah, it was definitely fucking, and that's why it still wasn't cheap, you know. But um, anyways, uh, we're gonna call it. We've got an hour and a half, so we're we're gonna we're gonna call it here, guys.
Uh, thank you to everybody for being a channel member and supporting the uh, the show. And thank you for the, all the super super chats and Shogun Orta specifically for supporting the, sh the show. I really appreciate it, man. And um, we'll be back tomorrow, same bat time, same bat channel, and all that jazz. And uh, yeah, and then Rob, same op in time, same Barbie channel. And remember, guys, whenever Rob says something that sounds really smart it's not because look at his score on remote control it's zero 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 he doesn't even you got know me those answers so you got me so just to be fair they're most they're mostly about welcome back cotter so like I'm not, yeah I'm, I'm, i oh you know, my bad jason i'm not familiar with welcome back cotter as much as well you know, most people i mean you know, if you, Did you ever play the NES game? Fifty percent of all the questions are about "Welcome Back to Cotter." Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it was a bad game. It was a bad I, game. Yeah, I even liked games like that. Like, like remember, remember Anticipation? Remember yeah. Had, like draw. Well, you know? Rare made Anticipation. I think Rare made yeah. Pipe Dreams, which is actually really? the best. Yeah, for Lucasfilm, but the Rare actually made Pipe Dreams. But yeah, it was really good. Uh, Roll Farmer says the MSW channel member is worth the credits. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. And then before we go, Skywalker Academy says, may the powers that be with you. And Jenny Chris says, great show watching from vacation in Cancun. Well, that's pretty cool, man. Baller. You son of a bitch. We don't like you yeah. anymore. Nah, have, have a good time. <laughs> have a good Jason, time. Drink your uh, Pacifico to Cancun. I know. I'm just here in little little Cancun. But uh, yeah, have a good time, man. Don't don't get hurt. Be good. Don't yeah, be good. Don't, don't sleep with Josh Holloway. Hey. Is it Josh Holloway? Who's the Aruba guy? Who's, no, that's the actor, right? From Lost. Who's the, yeah. who's the guy that got the, I'm not good with names, folks. I'm horrible. Yeah. I don't know. All right, you do, you do not want me to defend you in court. I'll get the names all fucked up. <laughs> you, don't want, you don't want Yeah, that. worst lawyer ever. All right, bye, everybody. Bye, Rob. See you, see you guys tomorrow. It's the end of the show. Come on, let's go. Hey! It's the end of the show. It's not about spaceships.